välkomna till ett nytt program av Tullpodden som är en podd för dig som vill veta mer om aktuella frågor inom tullområdet. Tullpodden görs av tullkonsultföretaget Ekus i samarbete med kommunikationsbyrån Idrans Communications. Och välkommen till programmet program med fokus på Brexit. Och med oss på telefon har vi idag vår expert Peter Jakobsson. Varmt välkommen till programmet Peter. Tack så mycket Rickard. Och med oss som gäst har vi också Michael van Veen på transportföretaget UPS. Michael är holländare så vi byter språk till engelska. Welcome to Tullpodden Michael. Thank you very much. Michael, you are the managing director of UPS in the Nordics. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, your job and your background? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, I'm, I'm working 24 years for the company uh, and we have the policy in our company that we uh, promote from within and I'm a classic example as I started as a driver 24 years ago and, uh, and then did some work in the operation, uh, worked in business development, sales, did a lot of jobs, different types of jobs in sales and at some point became the director of sales for uh, the East District, which is for us Russia till Turkey. Um, where I got to know different cultures, different people. Um, and then um, and then I was asked to be the country manager for Austria, uh, more back to general management. And then after that, Switzerland, and today in, uh, in the Nordics, being responsible for uh, the Scandinavian countries. Um, very excited to be in the Nordics. It's, it's really a growth opportunity for our company. Uh, you see uh, also in the Nordics that it, it is different cultures, but uh, but we grow in every country in the Nordics, and uh, and it's very excited to be here. Which services do you provide in the Nordics? Basically, we uh, we provide our total service portfolio as we provide all over the world in more than two hundred twenty twenty countries in the world, um, which is always uh, um, an economy service and a standard service as we call an express service with different time um, deliveries. And that differentiates more or less between a road network and an air network. And we have our own uh, air fleet and our own road network where we uh, deliver. How much do you work with custom services? We are our own broker. Uh, we are the one of the biggest brokers in the world, actually. And, uh, and we have everything in our own hands. It is only on very specific requests from our customers that we outsource brokerage but um, 98% of the times we will do our own brokerage. We are going to talk about Brexit and transports and uh, I wonder what does Brexit meant for for UPS? Um, it um, We have spent the last few years preparing for Brexit including preparing our hubs, our centers, uh, we in- increase international volume, um, modifying our buildings um, meet new customs requirements and and we we prepared ourselves we have also opened new brokerage offices as it as it adds staffing and enhanced our it systems in existing centers to handle international volume uh, we expanded our ground network with additional capacity with um, between the eu and the uk and increased staffing levels across our operations from hubs and centers to brokerage offices and custom support staff Um, we invested. We we invested heavily, um, two billion um, US dollars in the European Union um, from 2014 to 2019, and and part of that was was for Brexit. Um, in the UK, we employ approximately 9,000 people across 77 facilities. 
And has that increased now? We had to increase staffing, yes, as as uh, it, it requires additional work. And as well, in 2017, we opened one of the largest UPS facilities outside of the US in the UK to support all our ground transport movements between the UK and the 27 EU member states from our hub at, um, at World London Gateway. Uh, this is our largest UPS facility in the UK and represents um, 120 million inward investment. So yes, uh, we had to invest. Uh, we always invest in the future and we will continue to, to invest. Peter, do you have any comments to this? It sounds really remarkable. It's fantastic to hear the figures, the, the number of employment employers and, and so on. So, so compared to a small ecos, it, it's uh, fantastic to hear. And uh, and, and uh, all the services around the world that we are taking care of, and a lot of our customers that we take care of uh, the export in Sweden are, are using UPS for the for the transport and the customs clearance in, in the UK. And so far, it seems to working pretty good. Yeah, good to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I I wonder which are the biggest eff- Brexit effects that you have seen for the Nordic companies. Mm, yeah, on the twenty fourth of December uh, in twenty twenty, the United Kingdom and the European Union re- reached a post Brexit trade agreement. But a deal doesn't mean business as usual uh, for shipping between the UK and the EU. Firstly, the free trade agreement does not necessarily mean free taxes may still due and and, and a lot of free movement and not free movement. Most tariffs, such as import duties, will be eliminated on trade between the UK and the EU from January 1st, 2021. However, uh, custom clearance will now be required on all goods, moving between the UK and and the EU and the other way around. Um, This means that you will need to declare the goods you are sending uh, by completing a commercial invoice and, and having the right paperwork in place. Businesses will now face more paperwork and administration when shipping, meaning increased cost and adjustments to supply chain. So the supply chain changed. It is a different way of shipping. Uh, it's not the same anymore as before. Is there anything that has surprised you? Um, yeah, there there were certain things that surprised. A lot of things we knew because as we are the biggest broker in the world, uh, we know how to ship outside the EU, we know what process that is, and we also have that experience with our customers um, when they start shipping to Switzerland, Norway, or, or the US, or Asia. Um, what what surprised me that there was still a big group of customers that was not fully prepared on in January, while we talked long about what needs to be done to be prepared. Um, and I believe it's about working with our customers to ensure they are prepared. Uh, and providing support to help them to reduce and delay the shipments. We have developed a range of materials, checklists, advice, and we have also run webinars with our customers to make sure everybody was uh, prepared. Yes, there are some additional hurdles to overcome, and unfortunately, even with all the preparation we have done, there have been some delays to shipments. Is there anything that surprised you, Peter? No, the, the thing that surprised me a little bit is, is the, the, the late free trade agreement that has caused some, some, some problems uh, because uh, it was not completely clear for all the companies who had prepared that, that it should be manufactured and uh, the country of origin should be in EU for, for using this free trade agreement. So we have spent uh, some time to inform our customers about how to handle that, and it was also some 
yeah, some difficult when you have goods in, in bonded warehouse in, in the EU and send it to UK. What kind of documentation you need to do? But in Sweden, we have been pretty good prepared. But the, the, the biggest problem we see is the, the, the lack of, of uh, customs brokers and uh, customs declarants in, in UK that, uh, that stop a lot of, of uh, consignments going to UK. Uh, do you share this view? Uh, for sure, the entire industry was looking for customs brokers. Um, not only in the UK, in all, in all, basically in all countries in the world, we had to add uh, customs brokers to do the export and import clearances. Um, the strength of UPS there again is really that we can migrate that work uh, to different places as well by our IT infrastructure that we have in place in there. So it's easier to um, to adapt to spikes in volume. Mm. You mentioned that there has been delays. Um, how can you as a transport company reduce delivery time? Is there a silver bullet or do we have to accept a new reality that it will be more hurdles and longer delivery times? No, there is for sure a, a silver bullet. Um, we, we do different things. Uh, we, we try to work closely with our customers to advise them to, to be prepared and really understand the regulations and what, what needs to be done to, to export to the UK or to import from the UK. But as well, we try to automate it and reduce uh, manual paperwork on that. So we try to build also IT infrastructures with our customers where they submit data even before shipments arrive, where we can do clearances um, before uh, shipments arrive in the UK, for example, which is significantly increasing uh, the turnaround time and the time in transit. And the same applies a bit on the border. Uh, if you're if you're able to submit data and shipment level detail before your truck arrives, you are faster through customs at the borders as well, which was in the beginning the the challenge that many companies had. Peter, I'd like to ask you also, what do you think? What is your clients telling you? Uh, are they having problems with de- delivery times? In, in the beginning of January and, and so on, there was a little bit of chaos. But, but now I, I don't see that kind of problem. It, it, it's more related to free trade and, and so on. So, 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 so it's, it's getting much, much better all the time. So, uh, so I, I, I think we will, be, we will be learning by doing. So I, I see positive on, on this, uh, this, this Brexit thing. And, and hopefully there will also be some development and, and uh, progress in, in the process as, as time goes by. What do you say, Michael, is the biggest effects of Brexit? And uh, what, what lessons have you learned so far of the process after Brexit? Yeah, I think I repeat myself, but I want to say one more time. It says I, I, we need to be prepared. We need to understand what is needed. We need to make sure... If we if regulations are changing because the deal is done, but it's not being said that the, the regulations will not change. So we need to, as an industry, we need to make sure we we all keep each other informed. We as UPS want to inform our customers, be close to our customers to help them to set up the right uh, process uh, for exporting, not just to the UK, also to other countries in the EU, because that will give them a huge growth opportunity. Um, and then we we need to be close and, and make sure 
um, we adapt to the situation, being agile and and help them to uh, to continue to grow. At the end, we as Swed- in Sweden need to make sure that business of every size in Sweden is able to compete still with the UK and that the trade lane continues to grow. It's one of the bigger trade lanes in uh, in for us in Sweden. But do you think that the companies are avoiding uh, UK now as a result of Brexit because of the all the administration and uh... too early to say I would say we we keep close track of that uh, if the trade lanes are growing or or declining and I can say it continue to grow. Um and and that has an influence of covid as well. Uh, of course the e-commerce um e-commerce boom or the e-commerce influence of because of covid is is huge. Uh that was before Brexit and it continued after Brexit. And and we still see a lot of big shippers in Sweden uh growing into the UK. So that's very good news. That is for me that is that's a good sign that we are able to help them to continue to grow the trade lane to the UK and and we have many examples uh, in our portfolio that we see continue to grow to the UK. What will be the future? Uh, nobody knows. Um I just make want to make sure we we help these these businesses to grow and and stay close to what is changing and if we can simplify processes to make it easier to ship to the UK we will do so. Uh, Peter uh I wonder if you can say if there is any winners or losers of Brexit, or is it too early to say? If it should be UK or EU, it's too early to say. But uh, uh, the customs brokers and the, the, the declarants are having golden days right now. Uh, but but I, I'm pretty sure there will be other winners also. Ho- hopefully, it's just in the end, it will be good for, for both, both parties, for EU and UK, and that the time move away to to uh, have deal, to deal with each other. Michael, do you have any comment or? Yeah, it's uh, interesting how you look at the question, right? Who's the winner, who's the loser? You could look at it from a from a EU UK point of view, you can look at it in different ways. Um I don't like to talk about winners and losers. Um I I do believe that the companies that are flexible, being able to adapt and to the situation will continue to grow and to me they will be the winners. And if we as a company are able uh to help them to do that, we will win. I have a question there concerning paperwork, administration, when shipping. How will this affect uh, the fees that you charge? Yeah, we will do everything we ca- can to ensure we support our customers to continue to be competitive. Uh, we will never overcharge. Uh we have so many different ways in dealing with export, not just to the UK, but but worldwide um there's so many automated solutions there's so many consolidations possible um and that really defines what we need to charge additionally um if we can consolidate hundreds of shipments with one customs clearance you will understand that that will have another impact on tariffs than um uh, if it's a one by one setup and and that's also the strength uh, of UPS Um if I would in in five words would say what is our strength it is the strength in in transport modes fast or slow um air or road but also what do you want to do with your import du- import duties and and taxes do you want to get them back in Sweden you want to charge them to a sales entity in the UK or you want to 
you want to charge your receivers. Um, all the options are available in a one-by-one option or even in a consolidated option. So it's very hard to say what will happen. Uh, it really depends on the solution we're offering for. But the goal is always to be competitive, to ensure that our customers can grow their business. Uh, this increased complexity, uh, will this benefit big companies, uh, transport companies like UPS? The fact that we have the experience, I think we have a benefit, yes. Um, as I said, uh, the UK is the UK, but we do the same to the US today. We do the same to uh, China today. We do the same to Switzerland today. We do the same to Norway today. Um, so the, the UK is just an add-on of what we do every day. Um, and and that is how I see it. And that experience that we have as a, as a big multinational integrator um, is for sure a strength, yes. What do you say, Peter? We discussed that uh, this is will be more similar to where we have with uh, Sweden and Norway in trading, that uh, the Brexit has meant that you have to prepare the same way as you do with Norway. Yeah, but it's a little bit easier to, to, to handle handle the business with Norway uh, so far um, because we don't have all these safety and security declarations in the same way. Uh, and um, we, we are a small company, but, but we are trying to see what, what we can help our customers with more, more, uh, more services in the UK. And uh, hopefully we can find out a, a good way to be uh, to, to fulfill the requirements as we do between Sweden and Norway, where we can take care of the export in Sweden and import in Nor- Norway. When we we receive all the informations in one set, and they, we can use the the require the, to fulfill all the requirements with with one one uh, uh, incoming XML file or something like that. So hopefully we can set up the same process in Sweden that we can we can as exactly as UPS are doing, make the export, make the transit, and make the UK import with one information from from the export, for example. So so that's what we're aiming for. And uh, I, I never think it will be so easy to handle with so doing business with as as it is with Norway. But uh, hopefully, very interesting that we have to follow up in in. Uh upcoming programs. Um, one issue that has been discussed is the rules of origin. Uh, how can you be sure that goods that you transport are meeting the new requirements and benefit from no tariffs import duties? What do you say, Michael? Yeah, that is, uh, for me, that's more, that's not really a logistics problem, I, I would say. Uh, I, to me, that is making sure that you can prove the, the product is produced in Europe or is produced outside Europe uh, and for sure it, it's easier when it's produced in Europe um, over time you will see probably that companies try to produce in Europe more if they can for the same price for the same cost um, but that 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 I don't see as a logistics problem we need to make sure we keep we capture it in the data so we the customers can have the benefit of having products produced in, in, in Europe, so we do the right declaration. But that is, uh, that's it for us from a, from a logistics point of view. That's, that's really more like from a sourcing uh, point of view on the, on the customer end that they, that they look at that. Okay. Uh, what do you say, Peter? Yeah, that has been an issue for, for uh, a lot of our, our customers. So they have to, 
make a new calculation for, for landed costs in, in UK, which is not uh, produced in, in, in EU. So, so that has been an issue for them. And, uh, and to still be competitor in, in UK, maybe you have to make some discounts and so on. So, so that, uh, I think there has been a, a lot of uh, calculating to keep a good market in UK. Oh, we will come back to that issue as well because that's very interesting. Um, Michael, I'd like to know what do you think Brexit will mean for shipments and uh, what advice do you give to companies? How should you ship your goods to the UK? Yeah, that, that goes back to what I said earlier. Um, we need to be prepared. We need to make sure uh, we understand what is needed to uh, to to do the customs clearance. Um but we also, as I said, we have so many options um, how to ship and how to export to the UK that it's really a consultancy from our hand that, that we look at the, t- the supply chain, we look at the product, uh, we look at the transit times that are necessary and then define a solution together with our customers. Um, and and we are willing to do that uh, for sure um, in, for for smaller companies, for bigger companies, but as well, uh, what you see often in in the bigger multinationals is that you have experts. But in the in the smaller companies like the startups and the, and the medium sized companies, um, they they need often help. They need they need to have that consultancy to understand what's out there and what what's possible in in the current environment. And and we're happy to do so. Um, choice is is really. The key word here: we have different choices in different speed, uh, different tra- tem- time and transit. But also, what I said earlier, um, it's really up to th- our customers to tell us where do you want to charge import duties and taxes, and and that's how they can define their strategy and how they want to move forward, uh, going going forward with uh, the trade lane to the UK. Regarding customs clearings that are required for all goods moving to the between the UK and the EU including including return shipments how how, how has this uh, how have this impacted UPS when you talk uh, e-commerce you 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 talk immediately returns um so we we already differentiate for a long long time with our returns portfolio so basically what we everything we do outbound we can do also inbound in an automated fashion um, and that's our returns portfolio. Um, in the past, you could do that from the UK to Sweden without an invoice. These days, our technology, uh, if you create a return uh, going back to Sweden, we will uh, automatically ask you for uh, for the necessary documentation to do the import back into, uh, into Sweden. Um, we offer a range of, of services there again. Um, where you can decide to already have the print return label, so the label already in the package. When you export the package, in case when the package has to come back, the customer has already the label and the invoice that is necessary to import the package into Sweden. Or we can send the data to the customer, print the return label and um anti-invoice and then they can return the package back to sweden so the, again there there is a lot of options and choices uh, based on customer requirement uh, what advice would you like to give uh, swedish companies trading with the uk be prepared um understand this the the current regulations but also understand what's going to change in the future 
uh, and make sure you continue to uh, to differentiate um, not only from a logistics point of view but also from a product point of view. Peter, what is your comment? No, uh, what, what, what we recommend our our customers is to look over their, their delivery terms because the delivery terms are so important in in in, uh, in this kind of business business, especially if we're talking about e-commerce. So if you have a DDP uh, solution, you must know about the VAT rules, and especially if you have a lot of returns, how how to handle that, and and if you can. Uh, Get them a duty drawback for, from the return goods from UK and so on. So, so the delivery terms is what we first of all ask for our customers. How do you think about the, the those and who should you handle it? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that, and it comes down to to what I said: be prepared, understand your different ingo terms, understand what is competitive, what not. Um, it might not be the best option to always charge import duties and taxes to your receivers as they not used to that. Um, and, and that's that's really the strategy you need to define as a company. And then you need to find a carrier or a broker that, that facilitates you and helps you to, to set it up as you want to ensure you differentiate from the competition, competition and being able to continue to grow. Interesting. Um can you, could you tell us a little bit about what you're offering to uh, small and medium-sized companies? Yeah, I um, I think COVID is was interesting uh, to see. Uh, we saw uh, e-commerce companies that were doing e-commerce for a long, long time, and we saw startup companies companies that were more traditional uh, doing business and saw the need of implementing. Um, um, e-commerce solutions and and change the the supply chains um, especially SMEs who can pivot and explore new markets can see so strong growth so you need to as a company and smaller medium-sized company you need to continue to to seek for growth opportunities outside uh, Sweden as well uh, and and I think we can we can help and support that uh, international trade will be essential uh, if economies are to recover post-COVID, especially for small businesses. Um, I, I, I have, I'm very positive about what happens after COVID because I see a lot of companies getting prepared, looking for changes, changes in their supply chains to be prepared and, and make sure they can, uh, can continue to grow after. Um, at UPS, we have calculated that every 22 packages that, a, that crosses a border creates, sustains a job at our organization. So we all together need to make sure we continue to grow export, uh, also out of Sweden. And UPS will continue to push for more inclusive trade and additional customs and trade facilities to remove barriers to trade to ensure businesses of all sizes can recognize the benefits of international trade can bring. So in other words, we will always look for opportunities, not just uh, growing export to the UK, but we will have, we will look at all trade lanes around the world to to see if customers can benefit for for international growth there. Peter, what is your offering to SMEs? Our, our biggest offer is, is that we, we can we will help the customers to to make the the, the business plan regarding how they should sell and, and uh, uh, everything around uh, from where should you buy. Talk about free trade agreement and how you should set up that, so you can make a business case or, or the business in UK, 
because okay, e-commerce is fantastic, but if you have problems with, with your returns, um, the VAT could be the biggest issue and, and the most uh, yeah, the, mo- the the biggest cost of, of, of trading. So so we help the customers with everything around uh, doing doing business with with UK. Even if you sell to the UK or if you buy from UK, uh, there could be different setup. Very interesting. Um, I, I, my last question here: What do you think will be the biggest effects of Brexit for Sweden and Sweden and the Nordic countries in the long run for transport and custom services? Uh, what is your analysis, Michael? It's always very difficult to uh, to look in the future. Um, what I said, so far we, we experienced a continuation of the trade lane growth to the UK. Um, we, the, the, the trade lane was one of the bigger ones out of Sweden. It, it always had, a, had a, a good growth and we see that it continues to grow. Um, I don't have a crystal ball to say, okay, what's going to happen in, in two, three, four, five years from now. Um, but I continue to say, be prepared, understand the market changes and adapt fast enough if necessary. These days, industry trends change quite fast, much faster than a couple of years back. Uh, we see it during COVID. Uh, we see companies changing so fast now uh, that it's it's becoming more and more difficult to really make long-term, um, long-term predictions. Um, I, I just think that as a company, you need to make sure... You're agile. You you understand what's going on in the market, and then adapt to uh, to industry changes if they appear. Uh, and and Brexit is one of them. Covid was one of them, um, but probably there will be more uh, disruptions coming. And and I think the the companies that are able to adapt and 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 find new ways and new opportunities to grow their business, they will be successful. Yeah, I I, I fully agree with with Michael because. The UK is, is a huge market for the Nordic countries, uh, and I'm pretty sure that uh, the, the business will grow. We have had a little stop now with COVID and, and the Brexit, but uh, I'm pretty sure they the, the business will will find new ways to to handle uh, with with, uh, with each other. So I'm optimistic about the, the future and, and the, the trade with you Thank you very much, Peter. Um, it's time to wrap up and I'd like to thank you and Michael for participating in Toolpodden. Och nu ska jag bara säga några ord på svenska här om att vi vill gärna ha era lyssnafrågor. Maila din fråga till kontakt eller via Toolpoddens Facebook-sida. Där kan ni skicka in er fråga. Tack för att ni lyssnade och på återhörande. Tack och hej då! Thank you.